So yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit, you have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just the way you gotta compete. Welcome to Thin Air. What's going on, everybody? It's the Fast Meet Below Average Podcast, and that is exactly what we are. I'm a little frustrated right now as one of your hosts. I can hear it in your podcast. voice. Yeah, well, basically, we're just having some technical difficulties. Uh, the Wi-Fi is not behaving, so if we could get... I mean, really, the fact that neither of us were comp site or double E majors is really coming through right now because we don't know how to fix it. And it's literally so, basic. I mean... Our fix right now is that I turned it off and turned it back on, and it seems to be working. So if it stops working, then we're out of options. Yeah, we'll have to go off the grid. Maybe maybe we'll rent out uh, A-Hall next week and just like do our podcast live there or something. Or we'll write up a uh, column or something. Yeah, that, exactly. That, that's too much work, so we'll probably just put off the podcast another week or two. <laughs> exactly. All right, well, we got some uh, – not a ton to talk about. It's just that time of year. And we say this basically whenever I say it's that time of year, what I mean is that it's not football season. So uh, it's tough to find things to talk about. But we do have some pretty interesting topics. First and foremost, it was announced that President Trump is going to be speaking at the Air Force Academy's graduation. And no matter what you're – I know that President Trump evokes a lot of strong feelings in people on one way or another – I mean, we're going to not talk about that. The bottom line is that when you're graduating, it's the happiest day of your life, and it no, really nothing can ruin that. Um, and I still think that it's a cool thing to be able to say that you know, you're meeting the president. But what makes me really excited, and I'll let you kind of give your thoughts on this, is we're going to get a great soundbite oh, out yeah. of it at a minimum. Oh, yeah. For, for uh, the FNBA boys, we are very excited because – Last time we had Trump talk specifically about Air Force Academy stuff was when uh, we visited the White House last year, uh, right? Last year or two years ago? Yeah. No, two years ago. Two years ago. Um, man, it's been too long. Two years ago, and we got some great sound bites, long, big, beautiful blue line. Um, he was saying beat Army and beat Navy in there. Obviously, yeah. um, being the high-tech guys that we are, we did a terrible job of cutting those sound bites. So it, you can barely even hear them say beat Army and beat Navy, but they're in there. And, yeah, just like you said, I mean, we obviously we're not getting political. At the end of the day, I think getting to meet the president is pretty awesome. It's way better than meeting whoever, you know, whoever fill-in was going to come and, and do that. So it's going to make it way more memorable. And, like you said, it's going to be electric. Yeah. It is funny that you say that, though, because I realized that I didn't even know who Dude, was. I don't remember who it was. Yeah, I couldn't tell you exactly who it was. I know that it was not the president. So at least that's one of those things where for the rest of your life you can say. I oh, legitimately man. don't remember the name of the person that spoke at our graduation. Like, I'm not even no, saying I... that to be cool. Like, I, I don't remember. Was yeah. your first name Deborah? For some reason, that's Deborah. I don't know. Debbie, I guess Debbie, Debbie Brown. 
<laughs> that sounds like a uh, like a sitcom detective. That's uh, that's a shout out to Creed from The Office. Yeah. Oh, Debbie Brown. She was the one who was supposed to inspect the uh, the water water ink or whatever it is, whatever it's called. Yeah, whatever the case was. Oh, um, paper. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think that's a cool thing for cadets, and especially he bumped out uh, Mike Pence, I believe, who was supposed to speak, and he said, "Nah, I'm doing it." Uh, and I I read the Gazette's uh, piece on it, and basically they said that he sticks to a script usually, so we won't make too many off the cuff remarks. But here's one of those things too, where we talk about people. I think people get kind of just out of touch. Um, with the way that the rest of the world lives when they get to certain heights, whether it's money or whether it's power, success, or fame, or whatever the case is. And so I just think that he will probably pick up on things that are really funny. Like, if he were to go to a meal at Mitch's, which I doubt he would, I mean, I just feel like the comments would be hysterical because I'm sure he's used to eating, you know, caviar and fine steak dinners and stuff like that. Just little things, you know? Yeah, my... Yeah, that that would be pretty good. And my uh, my dream is that something ensues, kind of like what happened when uh, President Bush was giving out the diplomas, when everyone kind of did like their custom thing, like the Heisman. Some people like gave him the bro hug. That I can just only imagine yeah. what that would be like with President Trump. It would be there would be some of the most amazing pictures ever. What if he What if he did something just totally wild and just gave out like hundred dollar bills to everybody? <laughs> That would be so cool. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> I don't know, though. Um, and I, I think that it's funny because he's he can be so brutally honest about certain things. Um, <laughs> you know, because I think it was at the Army-Navy game, He the first one he went to, he said something like, you know, we're out here watching great football. And he goes, well, not great football. I mean, it's triple option. Or he said something to that effect. So what if he said something? What if he said something like, "And we're at this beautiful campus." He's like, "Well, it's not Stanford or Notre Dame, but it's a nice campus." <laughs> no, he'd, he'd probably say like, like that." He'd probably say like, "We're here at the Air Force Academy, one of the most beautiful campuses in the country. Only thing that can make it more beautiful is if we had like the Trump Tower on the terrazzo, or we added like." He's like, hopefully exactly. one day one of the buildings will be named after me, something like that. That's probably the route you would take. Yeah, so I love it. So, uh, yeah, pretty cool. Another thing that's kind of cool is just, and maybe it is, maybe it isn't, is just all the Secret Service and stuff running around. That's always a wild thing. I think one of the years, we weren't graduating, obviously, because we don't even remember who it was. Uh, but they... They had the Secret Service checking out the gates, and they had them everywhere, and the snipers on top of uh, the press box and stuff, so it's pretty wild. Um, When President Obama came through, obviously. Yeah. So, one really cool thing that happened this week was, well, I guess not just this week, but the Air Force women's tennis team has essentially made history. It's the best record, as from what I was able to find, um, at least in the last 20-something years. Uh, I, I think it's more. I think it's closer to 30. But the Air Force women's tennis team went 21-2, and and the only losses they've had this season were to KU, who is outrageously good, and New Mexico, which was kind of a heartbreaker because it was the last regular season match of the season. Um, and so they are captained, more or less, by 
a a cadet named TJ Fumigali, who is fantastic. She had offers from other big-time schools, uh, bigger than Air Force even. And I think that's really cool that she, you know, kind of had the foresight and understanding to make that decision for her future and not just, you know, want to go play at a great tennis program. And uh, so shout-out to her for doing that. And then another girl who I thought was a fascinating piece is Ashley Harvey. And she's a player who I believe is a sophomore, and she's actually from New Zealand. And she had never lived in the United States, never went to the school in the United States. The way she was eligible to go to the academy was because her mom has or had American citizenship. And so uh, just like a really cool thing. It's, it seems like a special team, and it just goes to show, you know, the kind of staff that we have at the academy who are able to build up teams with the resources that they do have as far as recruiting go. Um, and Coach Gidley is a very, she's a very blunt person. And she basically talked about how in her first season, the women's tennis team was just awful. And so I big shout out to her for her efforts with recruiting and coaching this team to where they are now. Um, just a really cool story. And I love it. I love seeing success, not just in football, not just in the major sports, but, you know, all across Falcon Athletics. Yeah, that is cool. And uh, something I was just kind of thinking of when you talk about is tennis a Olympic sport? Do you know? Uh, you know, I don't know. Because I just feel like we kind of talked about people choosing the academy over maybe bigger schools. And obviously, it's kind of dependent on the sport. It's going to be difficult to get, especially the basketball guys, um, the football guys, it's going to be hard to get the uh, big name recruits for those kind of teams. But honestly, if you think about it, if you, if you play or perform in any sport that is like Olympic potential, going to the Academy might be one of the best bets you can have. If you know, you're a stud because you go to the Academy, you're going to get a great degree. You're going to get great facilities to train in for four years. And then if you can swing a WCAP program, like, you can't really top that in terms of the pay that you're getting to literally just be an athlete and train for the Olympics. So I don't know how much that drives people's, um, you know, decision-making process. And I'm totally speaking off the cuff because I have no idea if tennis is even in the Olympics, but this is more so for like track and field. Some of those other sports, I think that's, uh, I mean, I'm sure they use it for recruiting, but it's just kind of something I never thought of before. That is, that's a really interesting point actually. And I feel like, that's not exactly a recruiting piece that you hear coming from the academy a lot. And, and like, they just added golf to the last Olympics uh, for the Summer Olympics. So, I mean, that could be even be a point. Like, if you're one of those players, I mean, granted, most of the players on the – I think all of them actually are professional golfers. So, eh, you would have to deal with that. But, um, yeah, just those different opportunities. And it's one of those – it's really interesting, too, just seeing how kids are. And, I mean – it's crazy because I, it feels like yesterday that I was applying to college and that I was a senior in high school, and but I just realized how much has changed in that, what ten year period now, and it's just a really impressive thing that a lot of these cadets who had offers from big schools. We got a kid coming in who had offers from he had an offer from Alabama, and he turned that down and decided to come to the academy. It, it's just like, I think kids these days have more foresight in a lot of ways, uh, you know, than, than previous generations. And it's really changing fast. So I think it's a cool thing. I think it's great for the air force. And we've talked about that before, how, 
just because somebody doesn't come out of high school all gung-ho, like, I want to be the next Robin Olds, it doesn't mean that they're not going to be a great officer, you know? And I think those people who know what it takes and have done what it takes to become elite athletes and stuff, those are some of the people that you you really need and you really look to to be successful in the Air Force. So I, I think that's a really cool thing. And, I mean, shout out to them. That's that's awesome. They, I know they start. They're supposed to get the number one seed for the Mountain West tournament, and then I guess I, I'm assuming that they can make it as a team and as individuals to the NCAA tournament. But I'm not exactly sure how that works because it's unprecedented. We've never done it before, so I'm sure we'll have more to come on that one. Yeah, we're just trying to make it known that you know there's still some of the athletes out there. Although the school year is winding down, it's like the the toughest part of their season is just ahead of them. So. Uh, it's crazy. To, yeah, it's crazy. Can you imagine being a baseball player right now? I I think they have something like twelve games left, and you know everybody's talking about ring dance and everybody's talking about graduation, and they still have so much of that to do. Same thing. I know there was a few years when the lacrosse team was going to play in the first round of the NCAA tournament and stuff. There was talks about missing ring dance. Yeah, and things. So oh well, it's definitely, missing graduation. Missing graduation, that was it. Which is, yeah, it's a crazy thing, playing past them. Because that goes till, because the NCAA tournament goes until uh, Memorial Day. Yeah, Memorial Day. So, that's pretty wild. Uh, More on the sports front. So, tonight is the NFL draft. And we just got word yesterday that Ben Garland has signed a one-year deal with San Francisco. Uh, So, he'll be playing, moving from Atlanta to sunny California to play uh, big props to him it's so cool I, I think he's made so much noise like he's just such a great guy and we don't know him personally but the interactions that we have had with him he's just such a great person and all the work that he does with children's hospitals and with the military and I believe he's still in the reserves um, but he's just a really great role model and I think he's a perfect example of why we need to allow academy athletes to go on and play professional sports because he's been a fantastic recruiting tool. He really has. I mean, I hear them talking about him all the time uh, in the same breath as Alejandro Villanueva and the, I I forget his name, Joe Cardona, uh, the long snapper on the Patriots. So um, I know he has a little bit of work ahead of him because I think they're already deep and pretty set, but he's he's an NFL veteran now, so he could get, himself in there in a training camp and play well throughout the summer, uh, perform in the preseason games, and I'm sure we'll see him on the field come this fall. Yeah, and I think uh, kind of like you talked about, the and the awesome thing about Ben is it's not like he's getting picked up by these teams strictly because he kind of like checks the, the box of, you know, military guy, does charity stuff. Like he's a legitimate player. He's started yeah. multiple, multiple games for the Falcons. He had a pretty integral part in their Super Bowl Super Bowl run a few years ago. And so it's just like the icing on top that he does kind of represent the Air Force. And then obviously if you have a player in your team that's, um, you know, has any ties to the military, especially as close as he does being in it, it, it's nothing but good stuff. And so he's kind of like marketed himself appropriately, I feel like, to the point where he has the ability to – you know, I think he neglected to sign with the Falcons, right, in hopes of being picked up as a free agent. Um, I didn't read that, but that's that that's interesting. I'm sure there's a lot more to the story too um, that 
I kind of wasn't able to hear about because it was just a very generic report that I read that said um, that he was signing that one-year deal with San Francisco. Yeah, but the point is, you know, he's he's done everything right. He's he's played his ass off. He's worked on the off season with the Air Force, and he's done his own thing with charities, uh, and it's all kind of working out for him. So it's awesome to see. Yeah, love it. And in that same vein, like I said, draft tonight. I don't. I looked and I couldn't find anything. I, I should have reached out to to Jalen or something because they. I guess now we have a few guys who are up. Maybe not for the draft, but maybe to get picked up as free agents. We have a few guys. Ryan Watson, I know, was invited to a rookie camp, I believe. Um, and I'm kind of wondering what's happening with Jalen Robinette and Weston Steelhammer. I still am not over the entire Jalen Robinette situation. I think that, and we've talked about it before, and, I mean, it's all but over now, but I just think that that entire thing where a sweeping regulation was made saying that cadets can't go to the NFL or play pro sports, but it was really it was really driven towards the NFL because that ruling came down from General Mattis, um, I think the day before the draft or the week before the draft or something like that. And so, you know, we've already had a few years where Jalen's been kind of thrown around, and now that he's finally eligible, I think some of the, some of the noise that's been made and some of the talks about him have gone down. So even if he had has that ability to go play right now, which I'm sure he does. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of money that was left on the table. There's a lot of playing time and experience that he could have had. And so now he's getting a little bit of a late start. But no time for sour grapes, no time to, you know, get upset about it. Um, I just really hope that they have kind of an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Probably be playing out here in the next month or two. Yeah, it'll be interesting to hear. I. I don't know if we had any other players who were projected to go in the draft. Did you hear about any? No, I think we, I think we touched on the ones that that were, but I don't think there there weren't any like big hitters like we had a few years ago that I'm aware of. Yeah, well, I mean, we had a young team, so I'm sure after this year, um, we'll have a few guys who will hopefully have some talks. Maybe our boy Lakota Wills, who we've been really on accidentally since his freshman year. <laughs> Just speak cool. speak it into existence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. LeVar Ball. Uh, so, <laughs> so this was a crazy story, and I'm surprising you with this. This is the first you've heard about it. Uh, but we, I saw a tweet from Vinny Benedetto, who writes for the Gazette, and he's done some awesome coverage of Air Force soccer as well as some other Falcon sports. I think he's done a little bit of hockey. And he put out a tweet that said, apparently, Dog the Bounty Hunter is in old Colorado City. And someone asked him, is he doing a meet and greet? Is he doing a book signing? I don't know why he would do a book signing. I doubt that guy can write. But <laughs> the answer was no. Apparently, his entire crew was, uh, was tacticaled up and chain-smoking cigarettes in old Colorado City. Uh, chasing down some criminals and chasing down some people. What does he? What does he do? Because he doesn't. He doesn't find just criminals. What he does is he goes out and gets guys who like skipped bond, right? I think I've maybe seen the show once, and I don't think it. I lasted very long watching it. No, However, but... I do feel like like telling me you could tell me that Dog the Bounty Hunter lived in old Colorado city and I'd probably believe you. It just kind of seems like a place that he would stay. 
Where? Well, that brings up another point for me. Where is old Colorado City? I'm assuming I it's just somewhere Googled near it. the Springs. Right? <laughs> I just Googled it. So I'm actually, I take that back. Um, I thought old Colorado City was a different city. What's that weird city? Oh, Manitou Springs. That's, I was thinking that's where it was too. That's what I call the the uh, rundown uh, carnival town because it looks like a carnival came through and then they left and it's still there. Wait. And all they wait. left was like weed dispensaries and stuff. Wait, wait, no, I don't think Manitou Springs is it. What's the really weird town in this to the south? I mean, Manitou Springs is pretty weird. Maybe it is Manitou. So that's what I was thinking. That's where I thought Dog the Bounty Hunter would hang out. But old Colorado City just looks like a quaint little. Uh, Looks like it has some markets, maybe a little farmer's market on Sunday, and I don't know that I've ever been there, which is kind of interesting. Is it near the springs? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, let me see. I mean, this is just, this is real-time, real-time Googling, so a listener could probably beat me to it. It looks like it's in the, the northwest, just northwest of the springs. Northwest of the springs, huh. Oh, that might be where um, that restaurant where you have to cook your own food is that every, every cadet seems to love for some reason. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to go to. I don't want to pay to cook my own food. I can do that at my house. Yeah. Um. Well, so here's what I'm thinking: is that they that show, like you said, you haven't even sat through an entire episode of it, but he's become such a pop culture icon that it's hard to ignore, even if you've never seen the show, and. How did they miss out on the opportunity to go out and have him take out cadets who were breaking the cadet laws? Ooh, yeah, that'd be good. Like, get him on campus. Like, during a mandatory briefing, he's freaking knocking on everyone's doors in the hallway. Can you imagine D.I. with Dog the Bounty Hunter? (laughs) Just busting in, like, his dog tags just swinging, and his wife just throws cadets on the ground. Or him monitoring <laughs> tours and confinements. It'd be hysterical. Yeah, that would be awesome. I think we need to make that happen. I think that should just be a position at the Academy. Because inevitably, people are going to stop watching his show, I would expect. And he's going to be looking for work. So, just hire that oh, guy. Yeah. Make Put him in charge of, not like full-on security forces, but put him in charge of the gate guards. It'd be <laughs> incredible television. Oh, man. They would all have uh, long blonde mullets. Oh yeah, he's kind of oh, like lax grooming standards for sure. He's kind of like the cr- crimes version of Guy Fieri. He is actually. Can you imagine a crossover with Guy Fieri and Dog the Bounty Hunter? That would be the, if we got both of those guys in. I would predict if the, both of those guys came to Usafa, I predict a national championship for Air Force football within three years. Yeah, I think it'd take about three years for guys' food to really kick in for the football team, get get the calories that they need, and then the yeah. discipline from Dog the Bounty Hunter. I mean, those two alone. You get Dog the Bounty Hunter down there as a strength and conditioning coach, I wouldn't want to mess oh, with him. It would be the best. So they literally leave a Dog the Bounty Hunter workout, which what kind of workouts does that guy even do? I know he chain smokes cigarettes, and he's got that, <laughs> he's got that old-school bodybuilder body where – he, he maybe does a couple push-ups and then uses some rusty weights and that's it. Doesn't and then really just do maybe else. maybe some steroids every once in a while just to keep the muscles popping. Yeah, and somehow he incorporates going to tanning beds as a part of his workout. 
Like, he'll tell his wife, oh, I'm going to the gym, and he just goes and hits a tanning bed. Well, that, and then if you go straight up to Mitch's, which will be renamed Flavortown with Guy Fieri, it's just, (laughs) I mean, it would be outrageous. Man, I think uh, we've said it before. We've told Coach Calhoun multiple times. We know he's heard us that we're up for hire. Like, when they were looking for a defensive coordinator, we told him we would be willing to work for probably a lower salary than you could get for most guys of our talent. And yeah. this is just the next step. We can be like the, I don't even know what it would be called. Just make us like the innovations directors of the football team. And this is the, these are the kind of ideas that you're going to get. I said this today on Twitter. I was talking, or uh, Coach Chip Vaughn had, had said, so, or no, he posted that video of Katie Nolan challenging some guy on the internet who said he could run a 4 and she brought him on his show just to basically make fun of him. The dude was like a nerdy, skinny guy who's clearly never run a sprint in his entire life. And she just absolutely eviscerated him for the entire internet to see. I, I'm actually a little bit suspicious of that. I think he might be an intern for her show or something like that. Because there's no way that somebody would willingly do that without checking themselves. Because yeah. running a 40 takes 4.4 seconds. Or in that guy's case, it takes about 6 seconds. So I would go test that before I hop on a plane and fly out to wherever Katie Nolan's at. Um, but what I did say in response to that was I think that we have – okay, listen. In terms of our draft ability and probably our ability to be hired as a coach, uh, we're not the fastest. We're not the strongest. Our football IQ is super low. Um <laughs> You know, just all the things that would make you a great football player. We don't have. But the intangibles, 100%. I think we have something. We have that je ne sais quoi that the coach from Miracle was looking at. And we're yeah. big locker room guys, too. Oh, yeah. Big locker room guys. Tough loss. Locker room, it's going to be like we won. We're doing the Ochalele <laughs> no matter what. We might be the only one, only two people doing it. but Yeah. So I, I think that's really where it comes into. So we get out there, and just because, you know, we if we got the offensive coordinator job, I think if we got out there, yeah, we'd be calling, you know, fake punt passes every single play, just like I did when I ran the tables on Madden back in the day. <laughs> but intangibles-wise, the team is going to be so hyped. I mean, yeah. we're going to lose games 60, 70 to nothing, but they're going to love it. So. It's a balancing act, you know. You bring us yeah. in, you bring us in, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to keep us there forever. We don't want a huge deal, maybe just like five year, couple million dollars. Not, we're not asking for the world here, we just want a chance. It's all we want is a chance to, to really make our impact known on the field. Well, and I'll even tell you this, if we go back to what I said earlier about bringing in Dog the Bounty Hunter and Guy Fieri, if they bring in Guy Fieri and we have full access to Mitch's and you give us a dorm over in maybe, I don't know, Vandy Tower, I'll work for free. <laughs> and regular training sessions with Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yeah, they might want to want to put pads on us after that. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Trying to find find some eligibility. Yeah, so I just think we're trying to come up with creative ways because it's definitely an uphill battle when you're a triple option team trying to make some noise in the NCAA and potentially get into that into the college football playoffs, but. You know, with a few changes like that, I mean, maybe Nathan Pine will take note of what we're saying and make some of those changes. So, uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about, I don't think we're going to do any segments today because we're going to keep this a little bit of a short podcast. 
this is something stupid that I was just thinking about. And once again, it's just talking about bringing things to USAFA. I think USAFA kind of gets ignored by Colorado Springs a lot because it's up on the hill. But Lime Scooters would crush it at USAFA. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's actually like an amazing idea. Yeah. I was thinking about that today. If you set them up there, you have people riding the scooters up and down from Lower Tudig, actually from any parking lot, really, and they can ride them to class when they're running a little bit late. And then you got to think about the logistics of it, too, where there's the issue of they need to be charged, and there's that whole program where you can make money by going around and charging it yourself with your car or whatever. Well... Think about Yusafa. Cadets are only getting their their cadet paycheck, and they can't really have any other jobs. Although I have noticed, and I will say I've noticed a little bit of an influx, and this is you take the good with the bad about how I said cadets now they're smarter and they're better athletes than they were, like probably even back when we were. This is the bad side where every cadet thinks that they're an entrepreneur and a hustler, and all all of them have side hustles. Well. I think this would at least kind of satiate that need to do something else and make some money. So you see kids on the weekends just charging up lines. Also, replace confinements with that. That's what and I was going to say. You can take the money and give it to Yusafa. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think that's a better call. Question is, can you do tours on a lime scooter? Um, no. You'll use a bird for that. I agree with that. That's probably going to trigger some people out there, but I'm pro Lime. I refuse to even download the Bird app, so I'll just I'll literally walk an extra mile than I need to just to get a Lime scooter. Yeah, I I actually deleted the uh, the B R and the D from my phone, so I don't I'm not even tempted to do it. I wanted to delete the (laughs) I too, but I had to leave it in because that's how you spell Lime. Oh yeah, I got (laughs) you. That makes sense. But dude, yeah, that's awesome. Probably. I would I would rip those in Fairchild if I had a class on one end and then a class on the other. You know how much time I would save? Yeah. I could get and probably Yusuf an extra is... ten minutes of sleep every night. Yeah, and Yusuf is yearning for it really. How many cadets did you see riding around on razor scooters? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Every squad had two or three kids, so I think this is I think it's all positives for that. You could probably and, load um... a trunk on two of them and move your tr- just straddle the trunk and move it across the Tizo. Oh, moving day would be a cash cow. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're onto something is, here. Yeah, the I think the two issues would be when some kid tries to take a lime, tries to climb Eagle's Peak with it, or even if somebody takes one down to Jack's Valley, I think that could pose a little bit of an issue. Or when the first duelies go Tizo sailing. Yeah, I mean, it's you got to earn it as a dually first off. No limes until you're recognized. Uh, let's not get barbaric. Wow. And then, just like That's you true. see when you're walking around the city, some people hate limes and they hate birds, and you'll see them like thrown in the bushes or thrown in a fountain. And you, you can't please everybody, but with Dog the Bounty Hunter out there, if he sees anybody messing with the limes, then I I feel like people aren't going to be messing around too much. I think it's perfect. So That's how you bring a full circle the right there. Yeah, coming into the 21st century, we have limes, we have Dog the Bounty Hunter, we have Guy Fieri. Some, someone earlier I asked... And two stupid podcasters us. are in charge of the football team. Exactly. Earlier we had... Uh, I put out a request for topics to talk about, and we had a few that kind of confused me. A few people asked for some real serious topics, and I'm like, dude, we're not a TED Talk. We're just two idiots talking about Yusafa. 
and uh, but one kid asked us to talk about traditions and I guess in a way because he said that there are no traditions left because they've gotten rid of all of them well this is our answer we want to just move away even further by bringing in <laughs> limes lime scooters a tv chef a I don't even know what you would call a dog about a security guy and us so uh how's that for tradition yeah, make your own traditions yeah all right well that is all we got a little bit of a short episode today no segments just wanted to run over some topics but i think it was uh i think it was smooth i think it's an easy listen so we do have actually i said no segments we have one segment as always uh go ahead and hit us with the minutes go to fastneatbelowaverage.com for all your fastneat below average gear fastneat below and then spell average avg fastneatbelowavg.com we got good stuff on there guys flags are back in we stock got we got koozies for days we got some funny t-shirts we got haps all-star tank top if you're trying to rock it for the beach or whatever maybe ring dance probably be a, a, a nice little get up for ring dance afterward of course um yeah just hit it up there's plenty of stuff on there for everybody unless you're a navy yeah. or an army fan yeah and actually definitely buy your flags because those things sell so fast and we did our biggest order of flags yet and i know they're selling like crazy so um, like hotcakes yeah and i will say that i think i've seen a little bit of a dip in submissions of people with their flags um send us pictures with your flags we love those that's our favorite stuff because that's that's really why we why we do it the overhead is pretty high on our stuff because we're idiots and we don't really run an official <laughs> business. But the purpose of our business, like we've said before anyways, is not to make money. All the money that we make uh, goes back into it, and we do cool stuff like the tailgate that we do in the fall for the Service Academy game that we play at, the, at Falcon Stadium. So what we love is just the reason why we sell it is because we want people to have cool stuff from their academy, not just things that you buy you know, that are kind of the mainstream. So if we were on shark tank, every single shark would be out. I mean, that's kind of a given as it is, but if they heard of our, our ROI, that's, that's an acronym for return on investments for you. Non-management majors out there. Um, yeah, we would be in the, we'd be in the gutter. Oh, if we, if we presented our entire business model to the management department, we would, we would just, they would send us to an arc. They'd be like, you guys are so dumb. Uh, (laughs) But that's so we want to see those. Just send us that stuff, and then also if you can subscribe to this podcast uh, and write a review, that'd be great. Don't know why we're just kind of using it for the long term, but we hear other podcasters say it, so please go ahead and do that. But that is all we got something. for this week. Yeah, but that's all we got for this week. And thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you later. See ya. So yeah, I can be a pilot at the Air Force Academy. I can be anything. Second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit, you have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just the way you gotta compete. Welcome to Thin Air. I want you to share.